Oh, yeah, it is that time again, isn't it? It is time for the Sunday programming here on Real Rock 1039 The Bear, where we break down some beers, play some tunes, talk about what we love. And uh, I am Zach Miller alongside Warren Cluck this morning. Good morning, buddy. Good, good morning. I do like that it's, you know, a uh, 25 degree swing from what it was last week at this time. Yeah, uh, a little bit chillier. Yeah. Uh, we had basically early spring, and the groundhog was like, yeah, it's going to be early this year. And then Mother Nature was like, oh, oh, oh wait a second, no way. Yeah, after last week's, uh, yeah, let's get off the show at noon, and then I'm going to go pretty much crush stouts all day. I'm ready to have just like a couple of drinks today, and that's going to be the end of it. Hunker down, right? Yeah. Next th- to a fire, maybe? Yeah, I, the wife and I blew through quite a few things last week, so uh, nice. I don't know. It was it was a big mistake, but you know what? I'm looking clearer heads today. I'm ready to uh, to rock and roll. We have some fun stuff we're going to tap today, two things you and I haven't, haven't ever tasted before, so we'll get to some of that, and I think because Valentine's Day is coming up in three or four days, uh, Friday, so I guess five. Wow. Uh, we'll, we'll do a couple of love songs, a couple of songs to, about romance. Yeah. Or lack thereof, <laughs> or whatever. Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers. On Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. And that is the unmistakable sound of a crispy boy headed our direction. Get a whiff of that. Get a get a whiff, and then take a take a pull. Or here's here's a glass. How about, how about we use some glasses? We're okay, going to share the same can. <laughs> uh, this actually came out about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and you were excited to, to finally try this. And you uh, you said this wasn't the greatest beer. This is the the diet version, I'll say, of one of the uh, finest craft beers ever made. Bell's Two Hearted, uh, routinely voted among the best beers in America. This is lower alcohol by volume, and therefore lower carbs, lower calories. Uh, what's the ABV on Bell's Light Hearted? It comes in at a 3.7. Um, I was That's looking... half of what full strength Two Hearted is. <laughs> it's, uh, it's 110 calories. That's what it said on the box. Also, like so... a third of a Two Hearted, which I think is nearly 300 calories. Now, you ta- you had this already. This is your second go-around with Light Hearted, and you were not a big fan. No, I, uh, I'm going to describe this as like the new Coke. You know when they Coke was like Coca Cola was like, hey, we're gonna come up with this new flavor, this new thing because it's all the rage. Pepsi's all the rage. They're taking our our market share. Um, I think that the, what they're trying to do, I get. You got to compete with the uh, the hard seltzers and all the the low carb alcohol yeah, yeah, out yeah. there. Um, but it uh, to me, it's got a great nose. But as far as the flavor goes, it falls a little flat. Maybe that's because I'm expecting to taste like a two-hearted-ish. Because when we had uh, double two-hearted that came out over the summer, that tasted just like you imagined. You imagined a richer, bolder, fuller strength, I guess, uh, version of two-hearted. Now, I'm going to go ahead and try this. Yeah. And the nose is very reminiscent of two-hearted. Yeah, totally is. They they nailed the hops. Um, I know that two-hearted uses centennial hops, so i got to imagine that the, the whole hop bill on this was... Centennial, what do you think? It's actually not bad. No, it's not bad. It's not, it's, and maybe I'm coming across, uh, you know, putting it down and whatnot, but it just was not what I was thinking. You know what it is? It's, it doesn't have the happy, happy bite of uh, All Day from Founders, one of our other favorite lower ABV sessions, but this is, these would be supremely crushable, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you're looking for something low ABV, which is, you know, and it's funny, we've talked about it on the show before. The more you get into the craft beer hobby and the more you, you become, you know, uh, I'm so excited, I can't believe it. i got to have the most most ABVs, the most hops, you know, <laughs> the, the biggest, thickest stouts. 
eventually you start realizing like you know you need to dial it back a little bit not only for your belly fat's sake but also because you know you need to get things done maybe mm-hmm. you want a few craft beers and you don't want to be cross-eyed after three or four of them <laughs> right so you start seeking these out and we found ourselves over the last year or so kind of dialing back and having uh i don't want to say more respect for but paying more attention to some lower ABV beers. Because the first few years of the show, all of us, we were all chasing, like, what's the highest, the biggest, the yep. craziest. And it's funny because later on in the show, we're going to go from one extreme all the way to the other. Uh, but this is great. I love all day, but sometimes all day can be a little too uh, a little too hot in the ABVs. It's just mm-hmm. slightly over four. But this is 3.7. This would be great. Yeah. You, know, you do miss the days where you can go buy a 12-pack of Coors Light and just sip on it all day. Mm-hmm. And you're get not, you get know, a lot done, then. Yeah, you can get a lot done. You're constantly refreshed. <laughs> I, uh, I I think, too, with the higher ABV stuff, you can hide a lot of the imperfections and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like when we tried Goose Island back in 2015, and then we found out that it the there was an infection or something like that. Um, that was hidden when we first opened it up and tried it, I think, because of the alcohol. Yeah. And because maybe it, that infection hadn't taken over quite yet. But with this, you can tell there's, like, no off flavors it's just it's smooth, it's crisp, it's refreshing, um, and I think also from a market share standpoint, I mean the top two uh, selling beers over the the course of the Super Bowl holiday were Coors Light was number one, yeah, Bud Light was number two. So America is still predominantly a light beer drinking people, and I think craft brewers have realized if you want to get uh, the people that aren't into craft beer into it, you've got to make something that sort of suits their flavor profile or at least their taste. Yeah, yeah, not, not going to go from like you know bush light on the weekends to drinking some crazy hazy yeah something nuts like that so so i appreciate this i think this is fantastic i'm not going to give it a five here we'll mm-hmm. check it out on untapped in a minute but um this is this is good this is surprising well it's a good walk up. i didn't ask you to because uh two-hearted that's about the most i would pay for two-hearted what they price it at mm-hmm. it's 20 bucks for a 12 pack how much was it for a six pack of this it was 9.99 and that was on sale at meyer all right, that's not the so, worst. It's not the worst. Yeah, I I think, you know, $10 a six-pack is about where I like to see price points typically, unless it's something special, a one-off like Bare Hands. If they release a 15-pack right. or a, a four-pack for 15 bucks, I'm like, it's good. I mean, and, and, and M43 is another one from Old Nation, so. You are listening to Music to My yeah. Beers. We are talking about the new offering from Bell's, the uh, Bell's Lighthearted, a, uh, we'll call it a half version a low carb version of their classic two hearted ale, and is this going to be available as we head towards summertime in the in twelve packs? Because it should. This is it nice, should. but six packs. I mean, this is something you could throw in a uh, cooler and have it poolside. You know, chuck in the golf bag and maybe slide a few in. I think everybody should have just their own six pack, right, for summertime. And this is kind of the Valentine's Day show where you're thinking about, mm, you know, Friday. I got a big date. Maybe you and the lady want to split a nice bottle of something. Maybe uh, you're not wine people. I know Valentine's Day and wine go hand in hand, but. Mm-hmm. As craft beer gets uh, more decadent, I think, it becomes more and more of an appropriate uh, you know, way to celebrate. Yeah, there's plenty of uh, chocolate going into beer now, um, and I know that several local breweries even use local chocolate companies and throw that in there, like Bear Hands, with uh, a lot of their variants that they had at their Christmas party this past year. There was Violet Sky Chocolate being thrown in, in and, and chocolate just adds a little bit... More, especially the dark chocolate, a little bit more of that bitterness that you like in uh, in a beer. Yeah, and we've been to a couple of events, you and I even, uh, beer dinners at LaSalle Kitchen Tavern and uh, and tastings at other places, pairings even, where a lot of the, the, real, the real big memorable thing we all have at the end is the dessert that's paired with a dessert beer. Yeah. I had the Southern Tier Creme Brulee last weekend, and I, it had been a long time since I had it. I forgot how, how sweet and desserty that beer is. Oh yeah, yeah. Southern Tier, they're they've got that whole series that it's just like dessert. 
Yeah. Um, I had the Samoa this. That uh, it's a, based off of the Girl Scout cookie, so you get a little bit of coconut, you get a little bit of the uh, the chocolate, the caramel, but uh, they always nail it. Um, that they have the chocolate orange too. I think you've had that. Yeah, dessert beers are something I can never start with. I can never sit down on a Friday night or a Saturday with the boys, or you mm-hmm. know, you're you're going about your whatever your evening's going going to be, and say, all right, let's open up open up something big and just super sweet and extremely <laughs> decadent. I think one of the first dessert beers that came out that I didn't that I remember not liking was a few years back with Founders Lizard of Kaz. Ooh, yeah, too much blueberry. Made me realize I don't like blueberry. And then when a couple of years later when uh, Goose Island did their Bourbon County Northwoods variant that was very blueberry heavy. Yeah. I remember thinking this is just too much, but uh anything raspberry, strawberry, chocolate, cocoa, any kind of dessert. I know that uh that Hoplor does it a couple of different ways with their key lime dream. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the opposite end of the spectrum, they're you know, they're known for their Amish crack, which takes rise and roll donuts. And those are two Delicious. flavors that work really well, but also they're great for desserts. So if you're thinking about something fun for uh for Valentine's Day for you to get with the and, and it doesn't have to be hard to get. You can walk into any bottle shop and there are at least five, ten beers there that are gonna fit that that this is a dessert beer. This is made for eating with something sweet. And one of the, uh, I think the OG ones came from uh, Samuel Smith because they have that uh, organic chocolate stout. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty good. I didn't really see the need to add the word organic. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why they put organic on there. Maybe they're just, when it came out, it was probably all the rage. Yeah, you know, everybody's I know, going but it's, organic. But it's like, do, do you really care <laughs> where I mean, my really? chocolate comes from? The chocolate that they use to make this beer is organic. Like, what? Uh, my buddy, he, uh, we were at his house for the Super Bowl last weekend. He busted out two very desserty beers. Um, one being CBS because it has that maple and that chocolate yeah. coffee flavor and whatnot. And then the other one that we were kind of doing a side by side was a bottle of Dark Lord that somebody had just dropped off, and I think it was a 2018 by the label. It was a silver wax, and he's like, "I've never had Dark Lord before, and it's the Super Bowl, so let's just bust it open." So we did. And it, and a lot of times, early on, when you're starting to think about beer and dessert pairings and, and maybe making a special occasion of it, you're, my head it always went to, oh, the beer has you know chocolate in it. I'm going to want something also with chocolate in it, and that's right. that's absolutely uh, a lot of cases not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's made to a lot of these beers pair well, and what makes an excellent pairing is the flavor profile will complement one or the other. Let's say you have a really chocolate heavy stout you want to open up uh, on Friday night with the Mrs. or the Mister. Mm-hmm. You can then pair that with like a berry flavor would work well. A strawberry heavy dessert, like strawberry cheesecake paired mm-hmm. with a chocolate stout. Mm. Ooh, man, write that down. Yeah, I'm sure there are some chefs listening that are just like, that is not how it works at all. <laughs> but but the the, so the couple of events that we've been to where that, that's been the case, it's it always the beer is made to complement the flavor, not not exactly mirror it. We had that sorbet at the um it was the uh, um, the brewery dinner that we went to up at LaSalle Kitchen and Tavern. Yeah. And it was the sorbet paired with, it was like a black sour. It was like a stout that had been soured mm-hmm. uh, because it was all uh, the Soul Sour series. And that paired really well. I remember taking a, a little bite, or maybe that wasn't the dessert. Was that like the, I don't remember now. It was one of the courses. <laughs> it was one of the courses, but it was delicious. We perhaps overindulged that day. <laughs> And and also you can also you can work it uh, like along the texture lines like they also did mm. not to keep harping on LKT but they did a really good job uh, with a founders dinner uh, two years ago mm-hmm. maybe where you take something thick and heavy like a, a KBS and they made something light and fluffy like a mousse with it oh yeah so you have a light airy texture but oh. a really heavy stout and I remember uh, that. yeah 
Uh, <laughs> now let's say you're Skittles and you got yourself a Bud Light. <laughs> Perfect. Throw the Skittles in the Bud Light and then there you go. That's how you pair it. Yeah, and some of them, like I mentioned, that Southern Tier Creme Brulee, that's so sweet and so desserty. I don't even think you need a dessert. That, that can act as, a, what do they call it, an aperitif all by itself. Mm-hmm. You just uh, roll up with a little glass and uh, just have, a, you know, just a couple of ounces after dinner. Or get creative, throw it over ice cream. That's another show. <laughs> hey, we'll have to do it. Uh, you scream, I scream. We all scream for beer scream yeah. show coming up. Maybe on as uh, the weather gets warmer. We have a lot of music to my beers to get to. We have a very special treat coming up in the second uh, hour of the show. We have another beer to get into. We have to get to B movie. A thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B movie. And this is the point in the program where we put uh, beers up to movies and we pair them, much like uh, you know, beer and chocolate pairs really well during a Valentine's Day date. We were talking about that earlier. Uh, this is our B movie. Was that good? B movie. So basically, what we do is we uh, we take a movie and we rate it on a system of one beer to get you through the movie being the best movie you've ever seen versus a movie drain pour in which it would take you twelve beers to get through that movie. And uh, I think today, since it is Valentine's Day, we thought we'd do uh, a romance movie. That's that's what I started looking up on uh, Google. This, and then I came across this one. An award-winning film. We're going to go back to 2005 to a uh, to Brokeback Mountain, <laughs> starring one Jake Gyllenhaal and one uh, the late Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. Uh, I remember Jake Gyllenhaal. I forgot that it was Heath Ledger that was in this movie. I think even his wife at the time, she was in it as well. Yeah, Michelle Williams. Yeah, and Anne Hathaway. Um, have you seen it? Yeah, I went and saw it, uh, you know, it was part of a uh, wacky radio ha-ha-ha thing, but uh, the guy I was working with at the time and I went to go see it, sat in the front row in full cowboy gear. Nice. Big old hats and everything. But you sit there and you watch the movie. It's a very well-done movie. Ang Lee does good stuff. Yeah, I've been a fan of all of his. Yeah, the story's fantastic. You know, there's a lot of love and heartbreak and, uh, you know, you learn how... How Michelle Williams has suspicions that her husband might be with this other guy, and then slowly she starts to learn, and you see their love fade, and it's tragic. And then I don't want to spoil the ending for you, but it's uh, just it has a really super sad ending. It is really sad, but it, it's yeah. a it's a very well done movie. Yeah, I know that it provided late night talk show like sixteen months worth of punchlines. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember it was it was all the rage in two thousand five, and this is how old it is too. It lost out to Crash. Do you remember that movie? Oh yeah, he, for best picture, Los Angeles. Yeah, and that's that's uh, we're that's so old fif- now. Fifteen years ago. Yeah, where did time go? Well, the story of Enos and and uh, and Jack. If you haven't checked it out, it's a, it's a great movie. It's a great date night movie, and uh, it's just it's a really well done film. Mm-hmm. You know what's good when you don't say it's a movie? It's a film, Zachary. It's, yes, uh, it makes you it makes it sound like it's like a uh, I don't know special. Uh, I'm gonna give this one. Crowler, Ooh. because that's the only way you can get it when you're not there, of uh, Goshen Brewing Company's Men Almighty. Oh. Yeah. Nice. They're fantastic American IPA. They do uh, they do good stuff, and it's, they're one of those breweries that, man, I wish they would distribute. I, I do, it, too. It makes it special when I'm down in Goshen, because it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I always swing by, grab. I've even stopped at a gas station, bought a bag of ice, and then chucked some Crowlers in it through <laughs> the back of the truck, and then you know headed home. 
You know, I could always mule some stuff back for you if you want. I'm in Goshen well, quite a bit. You let me know. <laughs> okay. uh, man, Soup of the Day, Mama Zaka, they do so much, so many good things. But I'm going to give this one crowler of Men Almighty because it's always there. It's always delicious. And, uh, you know, nothing makes you feel like more of a man than when you open a crowler and you drink it from the crowler yes. without a glass. Yeah, just yeah. You want to talk through about it. manly cowboys? That's my manly move. I drink straight from the crowler. I love that. Zachary? Oh. I'm going in a, a little bit of a different direction because I was thinking about beers with mountains on the can or the label and stuff. And I know that I could go for the obvious because when the mountains are blue, you, you drink the course. Yeah. yeah. But uh, another one that I'm a fan of is uh, Breckenridge out okay. in Colorado. Uh, they have their vanilla porter, which I think would go really well with uh, dessert. You know, whether you're having ice cream or, like you mentioned, the cheesecake a little bit ago, cheesecake with a little fruit on top, like the fruit glaze stuff. Um they put real vanilla beans from Madagascar in there, lots of uh, dark roasted malts, and um, I I don't know. I, I can't really drink this one during the summertime, but, man, do I love it during the winter. It's nice and roasty, and you can sit by the fire and just sip on this. So as I'm drinking or as I'm watching Brokeback Mountain, I would probably – I saw the movie. I did see it when it, like, first came out, but uh, I saw it twice back then, and I would give it – since I saw it twice, I'd give it two beers. Okay. Two vanilla porters from Breckenridge Brewing. There we go. Yeah, that's one of the older vanilla porters out there. <laughs> uh, we Last hour, we tried the brand new offering from Bell's, the Lighthearted Ale. It's I think it's great. It's a crispy boy version of a classic two-hearted. Mm-hmm. And now, I've been uh, you and I have been trying to get connected uh, over the weekend to drink this for the last month because it's got it has to be consumed. It's and my fault. I've I've uh, oh, blown you off a couple of times. Well, you have kids, and, uh, and I, I understand that having two children is a lot of work. So I said, you know what? Let's just drink this at the station where no one can bother us. Yeah. So, and uh, I want to give you the uh, the history of this bottle before we open it. I, I bought this uh, in Phoenix in 2015. It was in November. From Phoenix, it made the flight back from all the way to South Bend, and it's been sitting in my cellar ever since. I remember that trip, too, that you, you went down there, you visited the brother-in-law and sister-in-law, right? Yeah. And went around to a bunch of different places, including a Whole Foods that had Bourbon County on tap, yeah. right? And uh, and this is the 2015 Bourbon County Stout from Goose Island, the rare oh. the rare variant. Wow. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to... I'm done letting these Bourbon Counties go longer than four years. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, this this is the absolute limit. We need to make sure this gets consumed. Uh, but it comes in a wood box, which is pretty sweet. That's awesome. You're going to hold on to that, right? It's a collectible? Yeah, it's funny. There's a guy on on Facebook, and I've seen him in a couple of different forums that I'm a member of, where he'll mm-hmm. take uh, any kind of wood you send him, and he'll make a custom bottle opener out of it. Oh, that's cool. But a lot of people will send him their box, and then he can turn around, turn it into a, a bottle opener, like a whale slayer or a knife handle, and he'll send it back to you. So you'll have the, like the Goose Island insignia. That's awesome. On the handle. So, what if you did, uh, and I'm not like a very big carpenter type uh, person. Like I don't, I don't know how to work with my hands a whole lot. Well, gracias. Um, but what if you took that and used it as like wood paneling on your bar? You would need a lot of bottles of that. You need okay. So all wow. Right. Now, mind you, this thing it was brewed in Chicago, flown to Phoenix, where it was sold, flown back here, and it's been in my basement, chilling at about 56 degrees. For the last uh, half decade. Cheers. The nose is still pretty. You get a little it's bit delicious. of blues in there. But yeah. man, um, the rare variant they did is aged in Heaven Hill bottles. Oh. Very smoky still. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And for being that old, that still has a lot of booze heat on it. Holds up. Yeah. For sure. I can't imagine what this tasted like fresh. It's got um, a nice dried fruit flavor to it, like that it's, the raisin. And- it kind of reminds you of like a Sam Adams Utopias where you get that, that very, like you're right, raisiny kind of prune, deep, pungent mm. uh, fruit aroma. Prune is good. Yeah. But I love how the, the booze is still there. Five years after it was bottled, the booze is still there. You could smell the uh, holds up. Yeah, the heat from the whiskey bottles. Well, and they they what one thing about Goose Island that's different than a lot of these other rare beers that you get is they don't wax the top. Like they let the it get a little bit oxidized, and maybe that's why you don't hold it past five years and whatnot. But um, but you're right. There's there's still the booze. You don't get any of the uh, the metallic flavoring or anything like that. Uh, yeah, this was, uh, it's 14.8%, so that's why we're still getting a lot of that alcohol, because it was 14.8% when it was bottled, and it hasn't faded much. That's got a good bourbon flavor on it, too. Yeah, that, uh, this holds up well. We had a mm-hmm. 2014 Bourbon County Stout on the show over the Christmas party, and it wasn't that good. So no. Maybe like four years and change is the drop-off point, because this is four years and, what, four months old, five months old? Yeah, this is good. This is, this yeah. is one that... That's pretty impressive. And uh, and now I've got this cool wood box that we can put on a shelf somewhere. That's so. Um, so why did that one come in, in a wood box versus the other ones were in cardboard boxes, right? Uh, no, no, uh, no boxes at all. Every year there's that special. Like this year, they do them in, in paper cylinders now and, and cardboard boxes for like prop or whatever. There's always proprietors. Then there's just okay. one other special hard to get one. Like this year it was proprietors and that two year. Oh right, okay. So this was like the two year of that of that particular year. This was the special one that was a little more expensive and harder to find. Uh, for some reason, it was barely impossible to find around here, but you could get it no sweat if you uh, were out of town or in one of the other distribution areas. So you were at a location that had... Whole Foods. Whole Foods. And yeah. they had that... They had, they had the entire lineup. And the weird thing was at Whole Foods in Phoenix is that you can... They drink... They pour there, so there were there were pours. And we were in line. I think I've told this story before. And the, uh, the poor gal who was serving beers had no idea <clears throat> that you were supposed to give small ones. <laughs> So we were doing five out five or five dollar pints. That's amazing of Bourbon County Stout, and uh, we peeled through two of those before somebody finally said, "Hey, you're not supposed to be doing full pours. Get them the little tulip glasses." Oh, yeah. Things got shrunk down real quick after that. But we tried the entire lineup, and uh, you know had to be carted out of that place. But this was one of the hauls I got, and I remember uh, I didn't. I wanted to pack the bottles in a, mm-hmm. in a bag and, and wrap them all up so they wouldn't break. So I had to take this thing out of the box. Wrap the bottles to check the bag, and then I just I walked onto the airplane, just holding this empty Bourbon County box like an idiot. And just, hey, it's a you, trophy. Yeah, used it as an armrest the entire time I was uh, I was flying. Got back, put it in the put it in the uh, the basement, and there it sat. But this was great. This was fantastic. It's it is amazing. Thank it's you so, for sharing this. Ed, thank you for drink, finally getting around to drinking it with me. Oh man, wow, that is delicious. Yeah, that is intense. Pick six time. Zach and I are going to lay out the uh, the two beers we're jamming on, two or three beers we're jamming on. We think you should, too. We give you a six-pack each week. You can take that information, ignore it, say, hey, that sounds great. Maybe I'll try those. Or you can just say, while they have no taste, I drink better stuff anyhow. <laughs> Drain pour. Drain pour. Uh, I'll go first. Okay, go for it. Uh, first, uh, The first couple ones I'm going to throw down are uh, a friend of the show, Old Man Ernie, uh, has, has the routine of dropping off a couple of beers. At my That's house awesome. here and there, because he goes to Chicago a lot, so he has time because uh, he goes by himself. The biggest mistake you could ever go is is going to Chicago to Benny's 
<laughs> with a wife who's not into craft beer or wants to be somewhere else. Oh, yeah. She's like, you got 10 minutes. I'm like, I can't do anything in 10 minutes. I can't look at this stuff and look it up and figure out what I want. Go to the largest Starbucks over across the street. But uh, Old Man Ernie always goes to Benny's by himself on a buying trip, and he spends as much time as he thinks he needs. And he always comes back, always, with something I've never tried before. And uh, a couple of the ones he brought back are really, really good. One of them is, uh, we and we've mentioned this brewery on the show before, they do fantastic work, and you can get some of their stuff downtown at Citywide, mm-hmm. is Untitled Art, mm-hmm. the uh, brewing collective out of Wisconsin. But he brought a peach double milkshake IPA, and when you hear the words peach double milkshake IPA, you think it's going to be heavy peach, it's going to be very creamy and smooth because of the lactose, and there's going to be a little tiny bit of alcohol in there that you can kind of, that you taste. It was exactly. It tasted. I mean, it, it was just. It was just as you imagined it. Like your mouth Man. waters a little bit. Yeah, the peach flavor wasn't overwhelming, but it wasn't really like a light peach. It wasn't. It wasn't underdone. Wasn't overdone. It was perfect right in the middle. And uh, it's another one of those beers that you drink and you're like, "Man, this is a lot stronger than it tastes." So if you get a chance to get the uh, peach double milkshake IPA from uh, Untitled Art, go for it. The other one, and this is one of those breweries I've never heard of. It's Wild Leap Brewing Company. Hmm. He brought their Truck Chaser, which is their strawberry eclair. You know those ice cream bars you could get as a kid? There Dude, was the strawberry yes. and there was the chocolate. Uh-huh. They sold them in our in our school cafeteria. If oh, you had you know, 85 cents, you could get one of the others. The strawberry was always my favorite. This is a, a, a double IPA that's made with those. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it, it's 8.1%. It's it, It's got some heavy vanilla. There's just a light, a nice light strawberry that kind of hits you on the nose. It hits you on the tongue, and it hits you uh, on the, the back end of it. You know, when you exhale, you get that through your nose. You're like, there's the <laughs> strawberry again. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. And it, it's, it's one of those beers that causes you, like I was talking last week with the stuff from Wax Wings and Kalamazoo, mm-hmm. you take note of the brewery because you think if they do one thing well, there have to be other ones that they do that are fantastic. And uh, if you ever have a chance to try anything by Wild Leap, give it a go. Uh, it was it was delicious. The only the only lamentation I have about the whole... I could have had three or four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, my wife had one, and she was like, this is incredible. I said, yeah, I've never heard of Wild Leap. And then she said, aren't you on a beer show? And I said, get off my back. I'm trying the best I can. I know. There are so many. We're up to, like, what, four 4,000 now? Yeah, and Wild Leap also makes vodka, too. Oh. And I know that this is something that's, that we're seeing more and more with a lot of breweries that do their own uh, spirits. Mm-hmm. Three Floyds is the biggest I can think of uh, right close to us. Yeah. But uh, that... Smart. That, yeah. And then the last one I'm going to throw in is uh, I've kind of fallen in love again. This is going to sound weird, and it started a little bit with tailgating. Mm-hmm. And tailgate is the only time of year when we're at the the ultimate tailgate is when I'll sit down and actually have like a real tall, honest-to-God, ice-cold Budweiser. Oh, man. Yeah. But when you're drinking a lot of IPAs and a lot of stouts, r- rolling yourself back to have a lager can be sometimes a little bit, a little bit of a, a jolt. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, all right, it's a, it's you know, a palate ruiner. But lately, I've had some some days where I wanted to get some stuff done around the house, but I still wanted to, you know, have a couple of beers. Dude, getting a six pack of Budweiser, one, you forget how cheap regular macro beer is, especially uh-huh. being a craft beer snob like we are, where everything you have to drink is twenty five dollars a freaking four pack. But you sit back with a six pack of Budweiser, and you know what? You can get some stuff done. It's cold. It's crispy. And by your third or fourth one, you always ask yourself, "It's a lot like bowling." You go bowling yeah. once with your friends. You're like, "Why don't we do this all the time? It's so much fun." And yeah. you don't bowl for six months. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Budweiser. You slam a couple back. And you think this is great. Why don't I drink these all the time? And then you get wrapped up in chasing whatever the next heavy release is going to be. 
So there's my three. I, I, I do Two. that with Stone, man. I yeah. can totally relate to a 15-pack of those Stones yeah. and keeping them in the back of your car and you you know, during it, this cold month. You do it a lot with hams, too. Where there's like I love hams. And uh, if you follow Zach and I on Untapped, that was the one thing we forgot to mention uh, a couple of segments ago on That's our social right. media. And uh, Zach is at Dad Beers. I am at Man Bear Cluck. Friend us. We will be your buds. We don't log everything we drink there. No. But, uh, I try to try to keep it to unique check-ins, mm-hmm. and, but uh, but then I'm not going to sit there and check in six Budweisers and waste everybody's <laughs> time. You know, he's having another one. Yeah, somebody toast me. I'm having my third Budweiser on a Saturday. <laughs> but uh, I think it's nice we're on a craft beer show where we can also kick back and not be too snooty. We're 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 not above it. I do love that. Also, some days it's the day before payday. You want a six pack? All you've got is seven dollars. And that $7 will get you pretty far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm going to break down for my three in the six-pack. I'm going to put uh, – we were talking about dessert beers earlier, and you mentioned Southern Tier, and um, it was the – you mentioned one before, and I'm blanking right now on the Southern Tier. The, the creme brulee. The creme brulee. Have you had the hot cocoa? I have not. It's dangerous. It comes in at a 10%, and my wife the other night, when we were we were watching The Bachelor and whatnot, um, I had her try it. She's like, that is delicious. She's like, she then woke up with a headache the next morning, and we found out it's because it's 10%. Um, so I would throw that one in there. If you ha- if you can find the Southern Tier, it comes in four packs. Um, Bare Hands, System Bucker. I saw this on a couple of people's untapped last weekend where you... Uh... I didn't know it was out. I know that they said come to the brewery and grab some. Yeah. Uh, you had some. Yeah, I picked it up at uh, Citywide downtown. Um, they had a special tasting and, and whatnot there, so they were they were they they had that one featured, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to pick up a four-pack of that because it is it was delicious. It was like, it's a hazy IPA, but it has a nice little bite there with it, um, and uh, I highly recommend if you can get your hand, hands on bare hands, any of bare hands, really, yeah. throw that in. And then the last one is, of course, Bell's Lighthearted, which we had at the beginning of the show. You got to try it, especially if you're a fan of Two-Hearted, Double Two-Hearted, anything Bell's does. Try the Lighthearted, see what you think, and then... If you're lucky enough on Friday, we'll talk about this in News and Notes. Oh, They're releasing yeah. another special version of the uh, of the Hearted. Yeah. So uh, there's your pick six if you'd like to relive it. Of course, download the podcast on Monday around lunchtime. We have a lot of music to my beers to get to. A special feature we're trotting back out after a long hiatus. We're not experts. We are craft beer enthusiasts yeah which excuses us from all journalistic integrity we can say what we want no matter how stupid or wrong we might be this beer tastes like strawberries this beer this beer you drink pretty good uh and we're about mm. to bring back we've been talking about it all show long we're going to uh not exhume we're going to bring back a feature on the show that has been dormant for a while and uh i guess everybody put one hand against the other for uh for darcy and welcome back darcy and her chick pig hello hello thank you so much for welcoming me back in the fold Sorry. Uh, take two. Hey, thanks so much for welcoming me back in the fold. Uh, really quick, we did before we get into the chick pick this week, we did pour you uh, a little bit of the... We shared the 2015 Bourbon County brand stout rare. Yeah. And for being five and a half, almost like almost five years old now, what do you think? It still has... It's still so boozy. Like, isn't that surprising after this many years that it would be so boozy? We thought that it would it would have tapered off a little bit, but when you look on the label, you flip it over, it's 14 point something percent. Whoa. I mean, if it were 10, 11, maybe mm-hmm. even 12, the uh, regular Bourbon County we had over the Christmas party was about 11, 8, I thought. Yeah. And that tapered off significantly, but because the thing was so hot coming out of the bottle... What are your thoughts? Take a drink. I think it's delicious. Yeah, still boozy for sure. It does not taste like it's 15%. 
though. Because and the smell is so sweet, it smells like <laughs> yeah. dessert. You know, it's one of the. This is this is how you can tell you got a real, real like thick, oily stout. Is if it runs down the glass and it leaves a ring on the table, it oh, sticks, yeah. and it's just an absolute monster to get off the coffee table. You're like, ugh, I should have <laughs> drank so much the night before. But uh, we haven't done the chick pick here around these parts in a good six, eight months. Darcy took a break. She had to. Uh, Get her life in order. You know me. <laughs> and and now you're back. If you're new to the program, she would carve out a couple of minutes on the show each week and pair a beer that uh, she wanted to spotlight every week and a tune because you're as bad as our taste of music is, yours is just as bad. So we thought we would, uh, <laughs> we would sit back. So, I don't know if anyone's is as bad as Zach's. So, uh, <laughs> so after six, eight months, let's give it a go with Darcy's Chick Pick. Hey guys, it's Darcy and it's time for your Chick Pick. It's so like she the never theme left. It's is like she never love. Left. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'll let you finish. I'll just class. Okay. (laughs) Here, I'll drink while you talk. So the theme is love. So I picked a beer that I love. The beer that I order um, when I'm trying to figure out what beer I want to drink. I've done this one before. It is my standard. It is my go-to. In fact, I was just talking to Zach about it yesterday. It's two-hearted. I like two-hearted. It's a good solid beer. You always know what you're going to get. It's consistent. And better than that, they have it absolutely anywhere. So when someone hands you a beer menu and you're like, oh, so, you know what? I'll take a two-hearted and let me look at this. So what do you think of light-hearted? Because I know you've had double two-hearted. And, uh, and I've had the honey-hearted, which is pretty good. Well, let me take another sip. <laughs> this is why she came back. She realized all the free beer she was missing oh, out on. yeah. It's weird. It's You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like, like two-hearted on a summer day. Like if two hearted went camping, like this would be its like its camping hmm. version. <laughs> I, I might go camping with that. See, that's that's a good sell. Yeah, and the label is so cool too. It's it got is. that classic design. Yeah, that yeah, retro retro seventies look. So we've got uh, two hearted is your beer because you're in love with it and we probably married if you could. What's the song you pick? Uh well, I picked Gary Newman's "Me." Why? Because it's Valentine's Day, and sometimes you. I don't know. She, I just like the song, I guess. It's the person she loves more than anyone else in the world. Oh. Herself. Hey, all right. Okay, it's time for... Uh, I, I get to tell you what's coming up, what we can look forward to, all the different hmm. beers, events, things happening around town. I know later today, uh, I believe it's at 2 p.m. up in the war room at uh, Crooked U, Mega Meets. And so if you're a home brewer and you've always wanted to be a part of a club and a group here, the Michiana Extract Grain Association uh, meets every second Sunday of the month, and uh, they're having a meeting later on today. Got a message about that earlier this week. Oh. They're also going to be out at uh, a brew fest that I've really always wanted to go to, um, the Shelf Ice Brew Fest over in Michigan City. Okay. A lot of good breweries over there, over 40 local and regional breweries under four big tents, and uh, they've got ice sculptures, fire pits. And we all know when the tents go up, prices come down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that for car dealerships only? Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. Have you have you ever played the game Hammerschlagen? I have not. Dude. What is it? We gotta get it. We gotta get a hammer slogging going at uh, the Bears Big or um, at uh, not Bears Big Growl. Sorry, um, at the tailgate. How much did you drink today? I know too much. Probably. What is it? Is it, is it what? Are the, is it the big thing with the hammer and the spikes? You drive into it. Yes, but yeah, every, okay. so everybody has a nail, yeah, and you stand yeah, around this yeah, big log, and yep. you, you try to hammer somebody else's nail in before I, they can hammer yours in. I've never seen that before, but I've or I've never played, but I've seen it because there's a Hofbrauhaus or a big German beer hall. I forget the mm-hmm. name in Milwaukee. That was the first time I saw it, and I was like, 
They just let you get drunk and play with hammers and nails in this bar? That yeah. seems incredibly dangerous, but yeah, it looks super fun. We might have to up the insurance policy for the tailgate. Or, but... get, or get one to begin with, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so much fun. Colorado is a big area where they play it out there at all the bars and stuff, so... Um, come out for that. Lots of fun. Um, and usually the event sells out. So get your tickets for that because you have now until Saturday. All right. Uh, then last but not least, we've talked about this the last few weeks in the show. We opened it up with a, a Bell's lighthearted. We love Bell's two-hearted, double two-hearted. It was a treat this summer. And now they are getting into the black-hearted just in time for Valentine's Day. So it's a brewery-only release. I think they have it available in the general store as well. Yeah. But uh, if you want to get up to Kalamazoo and try that from Bell's, the uh, or you know maybe bring back a sixer or so for us. To trade with your local beer house? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I might make a run for it. I might have time it's not Friday. Bad. No, but uh, what I what I don't want to do is head there and get like three quarters of the way down, be stuck at a light in Schoolcraft, look at my phone and find out they're sold out. I have to track all the oh. way back. Oh. Stop at the uh, War Wing, right? Wax Wings. Wax Wings. All right. Yeah. Again, how much did you drink today, man? This 14.8er hits you. Yeah. I don't know what it does. Mm. It's hit, hitting pretty good. Hitting pretty good. Is that all you got? That's all I got. That's news and notes for this week, and that concludes Music to My Beers, the Valentine's edition. We appreciate your time as always. We'll see you back here next week at 10 o'clock on a Sunday. Uh, you know what? Joan Jett, a perfect tune to, clack, to close out this uh, Valentine's Day edition of Music to My Beers. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.